Welcome to Vision the Visible Podcast. I'm Amber. And my name is Derica. And we're two sisters working in corporate America. We're also independent travel advisors. So Derica, tell us about what Vision the Visible is. Well, everything starts with the mind. Thoughts become visions, visions become dreams, and it takes faith to make those dreams visible. So we're just two girls trying to live out our dreams. Right. With this podcast, we'll be talking about faith, entertainment, travel, entrepreneurship, trending topics, and so much more. So with that being said, let's jump right into this episode. Welcome back. I'm Amber. And I'm Derica. And today on our Put Love Above You segment, we're going to talk about none other than civil rights leader Fred Lee Shuttlesworth. Yes, he is actually um, an activist in the Birmingham area. We are from uh, Birmingham, if you haven't uh, picked up on the accents, guys. But yes, we are from the South. And um, actually, the Shuttlesworth... um, he was actually born. He was actually the pastor of a church that we, um, of Bethel Baptist Church, and our grandmother lived on the same street as the church. So uh, his and back then the the pastor's house was like right there by it. So um, his kids and everything grew up with my aunts, my older aunts, and for my mom. And so it's just like, why not just start off the Black History moment of put love above you? With somebody we kind of know, right? Right. We used to see him um, when we were little kids. We didn't know that he was this pioneer of the civil rights uh, movement at the time. We later on found out that you know it was a, we put two and two together. Like it's actually the shuttles were from Bethel. You know what I mean? Exactly. So um, we're gonna start it off with with him. Uh, he was born March eighteenth, twenty uh, in nineteen twenty two. He he passed away in October uh 2011 but like i said before guys um like he was one of the um activists here in birmingham uh so every city has their own activists in the civil rights movement and fred was ours in birmingham and so dr king came here and you know did a lot of uh things here but fred did a lot of the legwork as far as the organization of everything um and so He's actually co-founder of the SCLC, the Southern Christian Leadership Conference. And um, our mom and our aunts, they actually were members of the choir and they actually marched with Dr. King. So it's just so, you know, it's just funny how, you know, how close and how, I guess it's kind of like civil rights is kind of like, there's only a generation away yeah. from us. And it's yeah. like my mom has glimpsed of like, you know, March. And she she remembers, even though she was a little girl, like probably not even five or so. But she can, she can still remember like singing in the children's choir, you know, singing behind Dr. King or marching with him. And I just like, and it was all because of Fred Shuttlesworth, you know, because those kids grew up on his street. So why not support the movement, you know, and uh, that he's he's creating. And so, like I say, um, because of his um, heroic acts, you know, like he had the nonviolence as well. Um, and so he actually was like, he tried to enroll his kids one time in 
a high school, Phillips High School downtown Birmingham. And he tried to enroll them, him and his wife, and he was approached by a mob and actually beaten. It was like Klansmen. They would like mob him. Like they beat him down with chains and everything and baseball bats, and they actually stabbed his wife in the hips. And, you know, they drove themselves to the hospital. And it's just like, you know, he he basically said, even though they beat him like that, he taught his kids not just always forgive. You know, even though they beat him now, he always had forgiveness in his heart. So he wanted his kids to get a better education at that white school at the time. Now it's a black school, but you know, at the time it was all white. And so it just shows you like the heroic and the, you know, just the rebel with the cause, you know what I mean? Like he went against uh, what he knew was wrong and he tried to go for right and, you know, just try to Mm -hmm. uh, make a better society for us here. The newer new coming kids, you know, this, in Birmingham, he tried to make sure he was getting a better life for his kids and the kids after his kids. And so, um, I mean, we owe him. Like when you put love above you, you often, you know, put sometimes the needs of others above your own. Exactly. For the, for the, for the greater good sometimes. For the greater good. Yeah. And, and so, so we thank him for his activism, his courage, his bravery. Yeah. Um, what he did for the ministry. Exactly. What he did for the community. So Fred Shuttlesworth, we thank you for your impact on this world. Right. You know, one more thing I want to say about him because the Klansmen, they did not like his uh his acts, right? His his rebel, you know, ness. And they actually bombed his church and everything several times, you know. And so um, he could have gave up. You know, he, they, they tried to send a message by bombing his uh, his church and then bombing yeah, his house. Yeah, because he lived across the street from the church. Right. And so some of the debris from the bombing got, you know, damaged his home, you know, because back then pastors stayed near the church. Yeah, called so it that, the parsonage, right? Yeah. Right. So, um, so th- he could have been gave up, you know what I mean? But he still stayed the course. And we cannot thank him as black people, especially... Um, our fellow Birminghamians, you know, cannot thank him enough for his um, parts in the role of, you know, turning around the, um, you know, the integration, you know what I mean? And so um, by us being travel advisors, you know, just the the restaurants, the hotels we stay at, you know, we owe it all to the civil rights movement because there was a time that we could not do those things. So we definitely um, kudos to um, Reverend uh, Freddie Chuddlesworth and uh, if you get some time, guys, please Google him. He has an amazing, amazing biography. Um, but yeah, just Google him, Fred Lee Shuttlesworth. All right, guys, now it's time to talk about Married at First Sight, Season 16, Episode 5. It's called It's All About the Journey. Mm. And our first couple we're going to talk about today is Nicole and Chris. Okay, so um, so they kind of like open the episode up, you know. They um, were just chatting, and and uh, she was saying that she wanted to know more about him mm-hmm. up front. She didn't want to like wait three months down the line before she gets all of the, um, I guess the non-negotiables out the way. Right. And I can say I'm the same way. Me too. Well, it's a waste of time. Yes, I am so quick to let somebody go. <laughs> When y'all find out the deal breakers, I'm like, mm, this ain't gonna work. Right. 
So I don't blame her on that one because you waste. You getting you getting older. You don't have time to waste. And then also, this the show is about the decision day. So it's like she don't want to go the whole um, process of the of the you know go through the whole process and everything, and then still don't know the basis about him. Don't know the serious stuff. Mm-hmm. So why not? She said she doesn't want to go through the whole thing and still feel like she doesn't know him. Right. And I feel like. That's, that's, a, that's, honest. A, that's a great attitude. So let's get all this. Ask me everything. I want to know everything about you so I can make a sound decision on decision day. Exactly. You know. So like for their um excursion, they did uh they're in Jamaica. Right. And so they went rum tasting. Okay. And uh during their rum tasting, they kept throwing them back. Throwing them back. One after another. One after another. Chris was acting like he was impressed that she could hold her own. You know, yeah. she was like, she was like, she was just doing it. And so he's so short and she, you can, know? And she could drink like me. And so she happened to mention like, this is uh, different because old Nicole, I guess she's used to drinking a lot, partying. Yeah. Getting a little, you know, mouthy or whatever. Uh-huh. And um, but he did say that if he had, I guess, met old Nicole, he wouldn't have liked her. Right, because a lot of people don't mean some guys. They they say they want a drinking woman, but a lot of times it's it's just a turn off sometimes to men, mm-hmm. men that want to wife you. You know what I mean? Like to, to have fun, yeah. A guy who want to have fun with you, that's it. He likes you to drink like that, but I mean, a man who just want to take you home to mama, he's not about that. A drinking woman drink you under the table with my boys, like you could drink better than me. Men don't be wanting that. Real men don't be wanting that. At least not a sloppy drunk woman. A sloppy drunk woman, right. Now, yeah. You know, some men do want you to drink, but... I don't think... Yeah, I don't think... Yeah. That's another statement from another day. Yeah. Um, But so, (laughs) I guess they're, you know, vibing with one another, and um, she made a comment and saying, oh, do you think you love me yet? Yeah. And he was... (laughs) I mean, that was so funny because it was like, he was like, uh, not yet. Right. You it's know. too soon. It's mm-hmm. just a honeymoon. But I thought it was sweet when they were like, eating dinner. He he moved the candles out of the way. And he's like, I don't want anything blocking my view of you. Yeah. I thought, that was, I thought that was sweet. Yeah, he be having a little game. Chris be having a little game every time, seeing like he, he do something to show that he really is into her. You yeah. know? And like, speaking of like her trying to get to know him right now they had like a serious conversation later on at dinner and he brought the fact okay he said so do you want kids Mm. and she was like well growing up no right i never saw myself having kids (laughs) and he was like well i've always envisioned myself having two yeah boy and a girl and he's like i'm 36 and you're gonna be 33 soon it's like, what we waiting on? Mm. You know, it was like, let's get this show on the road. And so she was like, well, I just never thought about it. Like, I never really want kids. And she said, I don't really know why I don't want kids. But I just know that I necessarily didn't want them. But I'm open to it. Yeah. I'm glad now, she turned around and said she's kind of open to it. But she just didn't know. She don't want to start right away. Like, and be trying. But she's just open to it now. I would say, for me, that could potentially be a red flag. Me too. And I say this because if you haven't, I don't think, if you haven't already decided in your heart that you want kids and you're going down this road of getting married, 
and you say you're open to it, open to something, it's like you open to trying sushi. Yeah. Kids are a big deal. They are. You can't just... A huge deal. You can't just get rid of the kid once you have them and say, oh, I don't really like it. Uh-huh. That's it something you should really know before getting into a process like this. Yeah, a marriage. You know, most people get married. A lot kids. of men say that. A lot of, I'm saying a lot of men. I wouldn't say that. It's vice versa. But sometimes people will say they're open to ki- open to kids. They don't want kids to are open to it, meaning that they are open to you having some kids. You know, they'll accept your kids per se, but they don't want kids of their own. Right. But that's still not a good match up to me. Right. Because so you can't, you cannot just get rid of a kid once yeah. they're here. It's you like, can. oh, I thought about it. I really don't want to be a mama. Right. I really don't want to be a daddy. I mean, no. That's yeah. something you need to decide on in your yeah. heart you know, before. You, you remember when I wanted to be a nun, Derek? Oh, my <laughs> God, yes. And if you had stuck with that, Jesus, Ooh, we would not have little Trevor. Yes. Yeah, so, oh, my goodness. Guys, like, my mom, we're three years apart, right? So, Derek is older than me. I don't know if it's because you saw Sister X. No, it wasn't. Listen, me tell you. Please tell me. Mom was giving you the talk, and she gave me the talk right after you. Oh, yeah. And I'm right. like, I'm too freaking young for this talk. I, I'm like, she, she just went into detail, detail. Yeah, it she It was does like, do I'm too young for this conversation, Mom. Like, uh-uh. But she just wanted to get oh out the God, way. She sure did do like, that to you. No, I was like, I don't want no thing. I mean, like, I don't, <laughs> I don't want, I want no thing. Yeah. I don't want no thing. I mean, honey, you got to do it. You have, won't have some children one day. I'm like, Ma, I ain't going to have no children one day. Then. If you got to do all that, you got to get pregnant, too. You got to push the baby out. The baby come out like that. And she gave me the the front, back, side, side. How old were you? I don't even know. But I knew I was two. I knew I was young, three years younger than you. Mm. So I'm like. Well, you know what? No tea, no shade. No tea, no, no shade. shade. But she kind of like gave me to talk with, with my brother too. Like I was right there when she gave him a talk. So I got it twice. Mm. So I learned from what she told him. So I was young to hear that conversation. Yeah. But I don't know. That's neither here nor there. She mean well, but since you brought it up, yeah, I did hear that conversation too at a younger age. Yeah, I that's like, probably oh, was no, supposed to. Not for me, like uh-uh. yeah, but I didn't I mean, have that thought process. That's all you gotta do to get some children. Like uh uh-uh, uh, I ain't gonna have no children. Then. I'm like I'm not gonna do this process. And you know what? I used to tell it. people that all the time. It. I say, well, she said she wanted to be a nun. I don't want to have. I'm like <laughs> I don't. I don't want to have no kids. I don't want to. I don't want to be pregnant. I was so fearful of pregnancy, y'all. It is like. It it the because it was a sex talk, it was that the coming. I wanted to be a mama, mm-hmm. you know. I always wanted to be a mom, like I wanted to be a mama, you know. Like you know, you have baby dogs, you want to hold them and all yeah, that stuff, you course, know. As a of kid, course, of course. play pretend, you know. But when they told me that, what what all had to your body had to go through to come out with a kid, I was like no, this is not for me. It so that's why disgusting. I really disgusting. Yeah, that's why I'm but, like, okay, you know, no, I'm not having no kids. So I get married. Uh uh-uh. uh, and that's in the story of my life, guys. I'm like, I'm not about to put my body through all that and through all that pain. I hate pain to have a baby by somebody that who don't care less about me. Mm. I'm gonna go get my nun. Oh, so I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna be a nun. What? And then, you know, for him, that I'm was, not gonna do that. That, that, was, that was a big commitment. As a young child, your mindset so will be a nun. <laughs> 
right. So, <laughs> enough about that. You, that's something right there. That's something. Uh, let's talk about your uh, your, your 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 couple of uh, Jasmine and Aries. Ooh, honey, Jasmine and Aries. Not hold on. I think you kind of giving Aries a bad rip. This episode, he wasn't. Yeah, so bad. I liked him a little bit. Let me say he got that now. Now he he started out good and got bad somewhat, but it wasn't really bad. It started out great. So it started out great with the with the with the uh breakfast. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. So they woke everybody had their little breakfast scene, right? So on Eris and Jasmine, he he kind of let Jasmine know like he wants to help her. Like he he knows that she has all those twenty dolls and. You know what is it, like thirteen, but anyway, she he's like you got the twenty dollars. I'm gonna I'm willing to help you walk them or whatever I need to do because I know you got all this stuff going on with your mom. And then, it, then the story, you know, the conversation went on about you know her mom having to have like five hour chemo um, sessions and stuff like that. And I was like, wow, so her mom has cancer, you know, of some sort. And it's like, wow, he really wants to help her mom, help her, you know, in any kind of way. Lighting her low, and I feel like okay, and that, was that so showed sweet. a good. He has good husband that he's thinking like a husband now. Exactly, you know. Yep. I, it's like okay, Eris is kind of getting on my good side. You know what I mean? I ain't got it in for him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's what I really loved about their breakfast. They had that heart to heart talk about that. But okay, you said but when they went. And went to like the little scene where they was like, hold on, you get the ocean. Okay, you're getting ahead of yourself. Okay. So, okay. Their excursion. Oh, yeah, their excursion. They went snorkeling. Yeah, it was cute. And they enjoyed it. They you really know, did. It's so pretty, you know, seeing all the little underwater creatures and all. Yeah. But um, he was like, the excursion, that particular mask he wore, it's with his beard. He said it wasn't beard safe. Yeah. You know. And I get they probably wasn't a tight seal. So uh-huh. he was saying he, he was, getting, a tight like, seal going he was getting like salt water and all that kind of stuff in his beard. Uh-huh. But he was like he enjoyed that and he looks forward to maybe 30, 40 years from now of them remembering they went back they went to Jamaica on their honeymoon. Right. And he was like he said he really was excited about that. Yeah, that was that was a good moment right there. I'm, I'm sorry I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah that was a great was a, moment. A I'm, moment. I'm, I'm focused on bad all the time with Ares. I don't know why. I don't know why Ares pulled it out of me. <laughs> but he does it himself. because of his cousin. It's because of his cousin and him. Okay, so here's the thing. Well, yeah, yeah. So like I said, when they got like all to themselves, he was like, I was, I kind of wanted to go on a hike, but I mean, this is the first coast thing because the terrain there mm-hmm. was kind of so rocky and everything, right? Mm-hmm. So he was just telling her, you know, they had like a heart to heart moment or whatever about. She asked him like, "How was your previous relationships?" And he was like, "Well, I never been in love before." Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Back it up some, back it up some, back it up. Okay, before that, before that, though, he was saying to her, he he ate off her plate. Oh, yeah. Let's go back to the vows. Woo, the vows scene. Talking about women don't know what they want Mm, and all that when it comes to ordering food and want some of their food. You know, but he's, in turn, eating off her plate. And ate the whole thing. Ate it up. I forgot that girl. I wanted her to feed him and ate the whole whatever yeah, it was. I was like, oh, okay. You didn't, didn't want to You didn't want to just a piece. You ate the whole thing. I'm like, like did he not just get some off her plate? When he talking about some in his vows, he promised to share his food. Now he want her to share hers. Right. You know. Come and then, on now. and then he was um he was trying to be funny, 
But I don't know if like the liquor got to him or whatever. He was like, right out the gate, he was like, "What's your favorite sexual position?" position. Yeah, and she looking like, "Ooh, like uh, what?" He was like, "Well, tell me." And so she was like, "I ain't really. She ain't really want to say." First of all, her dad a pastor, right? And she didn't want to say. She didn't want to say all that on camera, which I can say. I understand. You know, you being. You're you being too vulnerable. You she probably want to keep some things to herself about right, her life. Exactly. Whatever. And so then he tried to flip it around and was like, What's your favorite color? And she was like, Well, lavender. And he was like, Oh yeah. So in my research, that girls who like lavender, like downward facing dog. No. I'm like, oh my <laughs> God. Mm-hmm. He's a trip. This is a fool. But she she rolled with it though. She could have been like no, you know, yeah, she could have got mad or saying this is too like, soon to talk about that. But yeah, she, just she ended up explaining to her, like she was saying that she, I guess, hasn't enjoyed that, you know, and so looking forward to enjoying that with her husband. So, yeah, but like yeah. I say, so but, back to what you were saying about, yeah, but back, to, yeah. So when he mentioned that he'd never been in love and he'd been in relationships like for a year or so and still don't be in love. Then that's what really made Jasmine look at him differently. Like, you can go through this whole eight week process and you still ain't gonna love me. You never been, you never got smitten by nobody ever in your 39 years. Like, she was like, he's 39. And she like 32 or so. Or, you know, she's like younger than him. But it's like, she's been in love, you know, a couple times or whatever she was saying. And, you know, especially if it's a relationship for over a year. Mm-hmm. And you don't have no love for this person. Well, he said that he loved them, but he wasn't, he wasn't in, in love, love for somebody. Yeah. He said still, if you needed him, he would be there for you. He got love for you. He cared for you, but he's not like head over heels for somebody. Right. But I mean, that's something you don't say to somebody who definitely came on this process to find somebody who want to love them. So she was like, you know. okay, so like if it came to decision day, and you still haven't falling in love per se is it you know are you still gonna say yes and he was like he don't know yeah. now that's not uh promising not at all not at all so, so we'll have to see you know with jasmine and Ares go from there yeah so um let's talk about our next couple dominique and mckinley okay so dom and mag they definitely were on the same vibe like no serious conversation in the morning at all, they were just ready for their excursion when they woke up. You know, everybody it, else kind of had some kind what? of heart to heart. They were just like, "Oh, you so sexy!" You know, so yeah, they were. One thing about them, they love to cuddle. They love to cuddle. They love touching, feeling, like, feeling. She like her morning cuddles, afternoon cuddles, nighttime cuddles. Like uh-huh. y'all gonna cuddle up real soon, right? All right. You know, they love excursion. They went on so, a little boat. Yeah, they went sailing. Yeah. When do you think that'd be something that um Gina and Clint would do? But uh-huh. but they okay, we'll get to them later, but. Right, Still, they, they, they chose, yeah. Yeah. So, so Dove and went, went sailing, and um, I guess she realized he wasn't necessarily as adventurous as she would hope right. he would be. Yeah, he was kind of more reserved. He was, you know, not so. She was like, I wish, I thought he was going to be driving the boat, whatever. And she was like, you know, he like, let the man do his job. Yeah. I'm going to spot by that. I'm going to do this, man. So, I mean, um, but they had, they always have great vibes, though. I mean, when you watch them, it's kind of like you want to be rooting for them. And, you know, they actually give all that sex appeal. They want to, they love each other. Like, they kind of into each other a little bit more than anybody on the show. Well, other than, 
Nicole and Chris are into each other too. But McKinley and um and Dom definitely have like those googly eyes and stuff for each other. You know? Yeah, and then he was saying that he likes the fact that she tries to like push him out of his comfort zone. zone. Right. And so um and he needs that. Yeah, he he said he needs that. But um she also wants a manly man, it sounds like. And I think that's like not turning her on per se. Yeah, because she said something about going fishing concern. and he, he keeps joking around about it. And she's like, Well, we go fishing and I gonna have to like bait her a hook. hook. And he was like, Oh no, I can do it. Um I think I can. I'm like that's not confident uh, enough yeah, for her. I guess a girl who tumble like her. Mm-hmm. You know, honestly, yeah. like I say, nobody want to take us fishing because we like we don't want to get no we don't want to bet our own hook either. Yeah, I like fish. I like being out there, but yeah, I don't mind I don't being out there. But I don't, I don't touch bugs. I'm sorry. Don't touch me. Yeah, I just can't get so. Mm-hmm. But he's kind of like us, but he he's a man. You know, that's so he was like story. so he was so the show they're you know enjoying each other, and so he asked her was he her dream guy. And she was just like, mm, nah, no, well, you're on the right track. She she didn't want to be mean or whatever. She said, you're on the right track, you know, and everything. So they um definitely had a lot of a long time in the pool. Got real close. Yes, real close in the pool. So. Yeah. Even, like, even on the boat, he was talking about some, like, you know, she was like, he made a comment about her boobs, like, don't get a boob job, get a uh, a two little uh, uh, like, like, like this. this. And then, like I said, the pool, he was like, and his little diary moment, like he was like, "Yeah, definitely, I'm a boob guy. Definitely, she got the boob." I'm like, "Okay, so the physical attraction is definitely there mm-hmm. on uh, McKinley's style. Like he really likes some dumb, honey. He likes mm-hmm. somebody, you know. But that's basically um, that's about it. They basically them. all they like to do is just be around. They love it. I like to see them loving to be around each other. Um, Kirsten and Shaq. All right." You go ahead. You let's, lead let's it talk off. About, you let's lead talk it about off. the kids in the shack. So them, you know, they basically just getting there. You know, just getting acclimated with the room and everything. And um, they had like, you know, they had like a little breakfast or whatever. That, but they ended up going to um, ATV mm-hmm. for the excursion, right? And um, oh yeah, but also I'm sorry. At the breakfast, she was saying like. Um, he was saying to her how he he liked it. He liked how she came with the um, research thing, and he really appreciated it. Feel it made him feel like she was there for him and supported him and ruled him on. Yeah, yeah. And I said, well, you know, like I said last time, like guys just be wanting that, be wanting you to be there with them, even though you don't have no reason. You know, it, it does not. You don't have no value to the situation. Like they may want to take you. To watch them play the game somewhere. You know what I mean? But they into like it's just you just being there a lot of times, guys just want you there. You don't have no nothing to do there. You know? Yeah. But they just want you there. So and I I'm glad she went, you know, I'm glad um all that went on. But like I say, when they went on after that, they went on their excursion. Everybody had excursions this this episode. So they did ATVs. And as y'all kind of remember on like the first episode or second, 
he was explaining about how his family had got in a bad car accident when they, he was little. Mm-hmm. And so he basically, I guess, drive like he driving his days all the time, maybe because he was driving that dog on ATV slow mm-hmm. because he remembered the accident. So she was like, she got a need for speed. She was leaving him, baby. She was having her a good old time on that ATV, honey. And he, she was leaving him back in her dust, honey. And so I guess he kind of finally clicked to him like, I'm on this honeymoon. And she did say she wanted an adventurous man. Yeah. So let me just get out of my own way. Get out of his own way. He started, Tommy started having fun. The tour was over. Pretty much. <laughs> well, he, he, hey, when he saw that portal, he thought about it. He hesitated. Yeah. Like, do I really want to go in she this She went portal? right through that thing. Like, no problem. But yeah. he went ahead and did it. He took it up. Yeah. Um, she, you know, he was happy. He, you know, accomplished that goal or whatever. Yeah, now I I do advise y'all. Me and Jason, my husband Jason, we went on ATVs in Cozumel this past summer, and I will say it is a rush. But I prefer next time I get on ATVs, I'm gonna drive myself. I'm not gonna hang on the back with my husband no more. Like I'm gonna drive. What happened? What happened? I'm just saying it's just like it. You basically have like uh, calluses on your hand when you get through holding on because it's like a rugged ride. Holding on, you're holding on. It's very very hard to do, and you know, yeah, copyright. But yes, if I'm holding on, honey, for dear life, and he, my husband, so need for speed, it's just like I'm holding on. Like you know how you had that OS handle, like they were talking about in the season episode. That's what I'm holding on so tight, and you hitting every bump. It's like you constantly rubbing your fingers, the skin of your hands. So you kind of have rough hands when you get done with it. So I prefer it'll be easy for me if I'm in control. I don't know how tight to, you know, hold on because he, I don't know how, he want to hit every bump. Every mm-hmm. hit, he want to go up high. So he going, he gunning it the whole time. No, he ain't slowing down at all. Did y'all ever fall off? Because we hit the trees, girl. Oh my goodness. Girl, yes, honey, we wrecked. But that's here, yeah. neither here or there. We were going so bad. We had fun. We had so much fun, though. But we, yeah. You better direct my sister on the honeymoon. Yeah, we did. Now, it wasn't no honeymoon. It was just a, a trip. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's it was right. their honeymoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. But yeah, right. I'm talking about, we just went on a trip, y'all. But yeah. So, like, after, like, the um the ATVs for um, Shaq and Kirsten, they had a little long time to talk. And... He was saying that he get butterflies when he see her. Yeah. But he said he still get butterflies. Y'all ain't been married yeah, for five days. days. Yeah, girl. I, I mean, like, I still get butterflies. Like, dude, y'all. That's like, like you've been married for 10 years. And you say, I still yeah, get butterflies. Or at least at the end of the process, at, eight, at, at week eight, say that I still get butterflies. No. Three days. But dude. I'm seeing a pattern. We'll get to that pattern at the end, but I'm noticing a, pat- a pattern with Shaq. Okay. So she was like, the attraction is still growing, you know, for him. Uh-huh. And he looked at her like, what you mean by that, darling? You mean attracted to me? And she was like, well, it's the bald head. And I'm like, glad she confessed that to him. Yeah, this seemed like a confessional type uh, episode. It is. This was definitely a confess your feelings episode. Mm-hmm. Because everybody had to confession something. Like, everybody spilled the tea about something they were not feeling something that they had in their past. Like, Eris, you know, he had that thing about, you know, he never been in love. 
But everybody, and then the other girl had, I don't want no kids. You know, it's just like people been dropping bombs on each other the whole mm-hmm. episode, seemed like. Yeah. And here go Kirsten telling that man she don't like his bald head to his face. Yeah. <laughs> and then he like, you know, I guess she don't want to kiss. And she was like, she's not a good kisser. And so she preferred not, you know. And um, she was like, him kissing her on her forehead is good for her. But he was like, it kind of feel like you, like, I guess, put pulling away. Yeah, got a wall of stuff. You know, she was like, well, it's not you, it's me. Yeah, and it probably is her. She said she kind of, like, stuck up or something, too, sometimes. But he was saying that he knows that she does, like, touch him. And so they both said they love physical touch. Yeah. So even though she won't kiss him, per se, She's or at least right now. She's rubbing on him and rubbing on his bald head and all Yeah. So yeah, that that's a um, you know. Yeah, I think I think she gonna like that bald head because I like a I like a good old bald head too. So I, that he was saying he was like, well, how is she not attracted to me when she always rubbing on my bald head? So I don't know, Kirsten. And um, then it, she also expressed to him like in a later scene, like you know, she he talks at her and not to her. Yeah, and I feel like a lot. He may have a per, he may be a person that prepares his speech. Yeah, all the time, and uh, he likes to hear himself talk. No, he said that he feels like he got to have the perfect answer. He said he um, listens to respond. Right. So he already thinking about what you're gonna say, so he can have an answer for you or for himself back. Yeah. yeah. So he's already you know, maybe two steps or three steps ahead of you. Yeah, and she's like, hey, you don't got to be perfect for me. Like, let it flow naturally, dude. Just just flow. Like, don't even try to pre-plan how this is going to turn out. Just talk to me, you know? Yeah. You know, so I like that. Um, That was a good episode for them. It it really, you know, got a little bit more in-depth of Kirsten to Uh me. I mean, I, I have a clear understanding about Shaq. I definitely got a clear understanding about Kirsten. And how her delivery was. I think it was tactful. Yeah. You know, she told him. But it wasn't like somebody else. We're going to talk about. Let, yeah, let's let go it, ahead and talk about it. Let's talk about, about how they don't like their looks. So let's talk about the Gina ain't done clean. Woo, okay. Their excursion, you know, got off on a bad start. Mm. I mean, the driver of the bus. Don't know. Don't know where you're going. <laughs> they stopped four or five times for directions. <laughs> then they finally got on the road. And the road was. Uh, gone away yeah. because of erosion. Yeah, so they were kind of like stranded, and then so they finally kind of like walk through the jungle, get to like a waterfall or whatever, and um, she's kind of letting him him know that maybe she needs like an outlet, a vice of somewhat to like unwind, and maybe like doing like adventurous things with him would kind of give her something to do all the time, like, outside yeah. of work. Yeah. You know, and he was like, that's good, because he wants her to be adventurous, you know. And um, he loves that she's kind of adaptable. Right. And everything. And so, um, that's, that's, that's like, kind of in the juggle moment. And then it had, like, um, what was it, talk on the beach or whatever? Yeah. They started I'm mentioning just... about, yeah, they sat down on the beach. And um, she was saying that, um, they were talking, she said that she really hasn't had a man to contribute to, I guess, her lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And so she's always been the one that kind of like doing everything for them. 
So he was kind of like shocked about that. Like, what? You right. haven't had a man at the, you know, to do anything for you or support you any kind of way? She was like, no. Like, I guess I've been picking the wrong kind of men. Right. You know, and so. The um, dark's hair dudes. Yeah. And so she kind of was like, you know, a little fast forward a little bit. She was saying that um, she's really not physically attracted to him right now. And that kind of threw him for a loop. Yeah. Because she always been keeping giving him compliments the whole yeah. time. And so she was like, mm, you know, it's not all there yet. And so she wasn't really, you know, feeling the chemistry between the two. And so he thought they clicked. Yeah, I was thinking they were clicking too. Yeah. As a viewer. So she was like, I don't want to really force anything if the attraction isn't there. But, um, because she's not into gingery men. This is her word. Yeah, gingery. Gingery yeah. men, men or gingery features. Yeah. And so she said, but that's what you are. And he looked at her right. like, that's what I, I am. <laughs> so that was a bit odd. Yes. Um, that's kind of how the episode kind of wrapped up. Mm-hmm. You know, had you kind of wanting more for next week. Next week looks like it's going to be so crazy. Explosive. And I cannot body wait. Body shame is people want somebody that's slender. Yes, she's not. She gonna be mad about um, that. But you said somebody his ginger. He can't change. Right, so he, he had a he had a clap back. Clap, clap. And she didn't like it. And that's yeah. how that went down. Now let's talk about the Real Housewives of Potomac. All right, girl. This show so, never disappoints. Never, never. It's always some drama every single episode. Which makes us keep coming back <laughs> for more. Yeah, it really does. So, yes. um, let's see, let's see, let's see. So, starts off with uh, Robin is going shopping for wedding dresses. Yes, which is kind of crazy because she don't really invite her mama, right? Yeah, even Giselle called her out on that. Yeah, you know, you still haven't told your mama that you get married or whatever. She's like, no, but I'm gonna tell her. I'm gonna tell her. Okay, okay. But of course, Ashley had to come by. Ashley gotta always. Spill the tea, bring a bone, uh-huh. care a bone, yeah, yeah, do some. She that, 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 that is her role on the show. She brings a go play. <laughs> go play on the bone, honey. Ooh, call her the barbecue stop, but okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> but so she had to come and tell uh, Giselle, since Robin was busy trying on dresses, about Mia and Wendy. They were enemies last episode. But then that last night in Mexico, they had a little show a cooter session. Ooh! Show me your cooter, i show you mine. They kind of like, you know, Mia wanted to make up and tell her that, you know, she really admires her and all this kind of stuff and um, let Wendy know that and then some kind of way she said Wendy had a legs up in the air. This yeah. is all alleged now. This is all alleged. But it's, it's, this, it's all alleged, all child. Alleged, this came out of a uh, Mia's mouth. Mia and Candace. Mia and, and yeah, yeah, Candace said they were kissing. Y'all this kind of stuff. Ashley. Like, and Ashley, yeah, Ashley said it too. But uh so so that was interesting. So then like fast forward, you got um Wendy and um Wendy and Karen are eating lunch together. And um Ashley gonna call. Ashley calls and of course the spit of tea again. To sell them that, hey, they, uh, Robin and Giselle, you know, gonna have a bachelorette party, and you two are noticeably not on the list. First of all, how is it noticeably not on the list? Noticeably. 
why did you have to tell them that? How you had to put them on notice? Yeah, because noticeably they weren't on the list, but you had to tell them to bring bring notice to them. Like, really? Okay. Like, that's crazy. She she got to do her job to come and stir the pot. And so they were like, oh. So Wendy was like, well, I thought Robin and I were cool, but apparently not. But Robin didn't invite her because she was saying last episode that the whole time she was showing everybody a picture of blue eyes uh-huh. but on Karen, you know, showing Karen's boyfriend, allegedly, that Wendy was laughing the whole time and that Robin didn't show her the picture of blue eyes. But at, during that time, Wendy was concerned about getting her another plate of food or whatever, so she wasn't trying to see it anyway, but she was mad that she brings that up today, yeah, you know, yeah. the episode and saying like, well, she didn't even show me the picture. Well, you were ordering food when it happened, but okay. Right. <laughs> so you know that's what happened with that. Then, you, then you have um, Giselle wanting to, I guess, get the confirmation from Mia about what happened between her and Wendy. Yeah, because hey, Giselle be wanting the tea too. Yes, and that's one thing about Giselle though. She will go and get, go to the source. Go though. to the source. Now, no shame yeah, now her she, game. She she, she can she be on the too, that but intel. she gonna get the facts, baby. And her and Ashley. Horses, her and Ashley. Ooh. Now, I think Ashley got it bad because nobody even asked her. Yeah. Giselle's want to confirm facts. Like, even what last week with the whole thing about one, and like, Robert didn't know, so why, you know, why you had to go tell her so fast? You know, and the Karen wanted to tell her, but you wanted to tell her at the darn Yeah, story. she stayed bringing something to tell. Like, what in the world? But hey, she makes for good episodes, but. She does. So people wouldn't know. Friend, people I would, would not I would know. be her real friend. People would not know anything going on with anybody. Maybe with for Ashley, they tell everything on Ashley. Uh, with Ooh. Darby? Yeah. With Darby, honey. Ooh, honey. She is, woo. Motor mouth. But anyway, so then you have, um, so Mia basically confirms for Giselle saying that, yeah, Wendy, you know, had her legs up in the air doing the YMCA. Um, and so, um, <laughs> Why? So, yeah, yeah, she had a lace of the air. That's what Wendy had her hands like. I'm just, uh, and she's like, you, you know. can get you a peek. <laughs> so, so Giselle was like, really? She was like, yeah. And so she was like, um, she let her see it. And so then she said, he showed her yours. She's like, well, yeah. She said, mine was cute or whatever. And um, she was like, so you, so all this time you've been beef with me, you really. Um, like me or whatever. Yeah, and that's like a little kitty thing. You like, know how like a, a little boy like uh-huh. you when he wanna be he wanna beat you up first uh-huh. or throw something at you or hit so you. Then, that's what they doing. Mm-hmm. They really do like each other, but they wanna be throwing drinks and wanna shake the table yeah. and cause a scene in Miami about it, but they really like each other. That's the crazy part. Very so crazy. that's all she really told, you know, uh, Mia. I mean it's all she really told Giselle. And then so then later on she mentioned something about uh, touching. She said that uh, Wendy touched her mm. down there. Oh my but like, she stopped her because she said Eddie and Gordon haven't consented to that. So, you know, you gotta stop right there. So, like, what in the world was you trying to do, Wendy? Right. What the African, what to do with an uh, African like, like that now? You're like super curious. Super. Super girl. Super girl. Yeah. Like, what was that about? Shoot. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't but hey, it. to each his own. So 
Then you have a scene where they're all getting ready for the bachelor party. They're all meeting at Mia's house and everything. And uh, Mia and Ashley have on the same outfit. The little tiger snake skin outfit, honey. Turquoise uh-huh. ensemble. Yes. <laughs> so you got Robin and some friends, and we really don't really know that well, but obviously everyone else knows them from yeah. her being in college or whatever. They all going to this uh, fancy lobster and um, steak strip club. Now they say the thing now, like they say that the strip clubs have the best food. Mm-hmm. You know people say so. And the cameraman made sure he showed the food. Yeah, they <laughs> were us. they were chowing down, boy. <laughs> they had a good time with that food. Okay. I mean, they were like in love with the lobster. Yeah. I mean, they kept on like wow. All of us just munching down, like, mm, 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 this is a good, good old lobster, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then, in some kind of way, Cherise started talking about Karen. I forgot how it came up, but she just started going up at Karen. Oh, saying, yeah. Like, oh, Karen. She was a town drunk. She was sleeping with the uh, the wait staff. In the bathroom, yeah. Like, she just stayed sleeping with a worker. It's just like, wow. Like, you would never think that about Karen, but you know, Anybody at any time can surprise you. Yeah. And that's why you really don't honestly like I had we have our friends, you know what I mean? Because but one thing about it is um nobody know everything about me but Daryl. Mm-hmm. You know, for real. And I like it that way. Because you never know how you're gonna um get into it with somebody one day. You know, life happens, things happen. And these people blow up all your spot. Like, it, and we're they probably blow up all sharing your freaking digging on this podcast stuff. that we do with actual people probably, you know. But. Exactly. This, and we, we like y'all on this podcast. We're just sharing a little bit too much right now, probably. But honestly, she let, so if Karen were doing all this stuff behind Rayback, then you letting everybody else see this stuff, and now they bring it out on the TV. Yeah, because like, okay, you know, Candy, on Real Housewives of Atlanta, uh-huh. she made a good point one episode many years ago. She was saying because people bring all your dirt on Mad Day. Yeah, on Mad Day. I said she is so right. When it, when it, you get mad at somebody, then you want to spill all the dirt they ever did. Is that the friendship never was? Yeah, existed. Yeah, but when, when you guys make up, it's too late because. It's not too late. I'm saying you have you, told everything on the person. Me. Yeah. Yeah. And I have been there with some people who kind of like do that. I'm like, wow. I like, told everything with their yeah, friend. Like, their friend was Jesus. better than that. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I thought y'all were close, but. Not so really? much. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, so she knows she's put everything. And nobody even asked her. Sound like nobody even asked her. She just got drunk and just wanted to tell everything by Karen. Yeah. And we was in We was here for it. Listening in, but like that dog gonna work in the bathroom thing. I care Who care? But you know, but some people say like older men can't perform, can't perform, and they allow their younger wives to do that. And uh, in, in a sense, in a sense, it's kind of understandable when it comes down to a non-working penis. Whoop! You know what I'm saying? And so, <laughs> if you're a straight woman. <laughs> Why you say it like that? A non-working as if he's 
in the no unemployment working. line. Yes, that, 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 <laughs> this is unemployed. It's, it's non working. It ain't working. So it's kind of like, okay, it's unself, especially if you have a younger wife, like, you know, it's, it's one thing to be the same age and then the woman aging with you and your thing stop working later on in life. She didn't, she, she didn't work that thing. Okay. This, 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 this conversation is not for kids. Not for kids at all. Not for kids. Put the kids to bed. Okay. But this, here's my thing. But it's you have a twenty year gap, or at least a, at the least ten year gap between your age. Not saying aging, I don't know my number. It's uh, when it comes down to this kind of thing right here, this subject. Some things stop working at a certain age with men, or a certain diagnosis. You know what I'm saying? You you know you know with men with cancers and stuff like that, it stopped working. And so, what is the woman to do, especially if she's in her prime sexually? What is she going to do? Is she supposed to be faithfully married to you? She still had those needs and stuff like that. So, I mean, she may, you know, just that's just a talk you had to have when you when you going into a, a age gap relationship. And so I guess Ray may have been okay with that when he knew he cannot do his manly, do his husbandly duties to her. They may have an agreement. And so it's, even though what you saying she blown up Karen's spot, it may not be a so much blow up. It may be their thing. Because they said she supposed to be sleeping with the driver and all that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, apparently the driver around Ray all the time, picking up from the house. Like, I hope Karen ain't that foul. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just, I don't know. Maybe Ray is involved in it. That's probably why he has to clap back about it. Yeah, he has not. He ain't said a word. It isn't the first time. Yeah, yeah, they, they ever see them, they bring on somebody else mm-hmm. around with somebody driving stuff and like that. Still, and they still together. They still together because he know he can't do nothing, bro. They pay that money. Yeah, um, so that's kind of like very interesting to say the least. I'm looking forward to hearing more about, you know, do the um, what's gonna happen next episode. Me too. Me too. So, um, let's move along to the travel tips. Okay. All right. Um, this week we're going to go with, um, alert your banks and credit cards companies. Okay. Um, last episode, not this one though, but last episode of, um, Potomac, Robin, if y'all saw Robin in that store after she, you know, talked to one about cheating or whatever, she was finna buy something and she said, I haven't alerted my bank. Did it go through? And then they was like, oh, you're good. So that's what I'm trying to talk about, y'all. So the travel tip for today is, um, is you know, just alert your banks when you're traveling, especially international. You don't want your card not to go through and be embarrassed and, and they freeze your card. You may not have access to, you know, um, getting, you know, buying things while you're out of town. So definitely alert your banks and credit card companies when you're traveling. And as always, guys, we want to make sure you guys um, know that this is Vision the Visible Podcast. Uh, we want you guys to always, always visualize the life you want and make it visible. Okay. So that's our um, tip for you guys. Please be sure to uh, like our uh, podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Uh, follow yeah, us. Yeah, and give us a review. Give okay? us a review. Now, we already know, you know, get broken the sound part. We're working through that right now. But anyway, like us on Facebook, right? Instagram, Instagram and TikTok. TikTok. 
and tell your friends. And we definitely appreciate you all for listening. And we love you guys. All right. Bye, guys. Thank you.